What if all the ag tech innovations we're seeing can attract workers to agriculture rather than eliminate workers? What if we place the farm workers' perspective, ideas, and needs first rather than passively seeing what tech startups and venture capitalists have in mind? Hi, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We deliver fresh takes on keeping your business and your life healthy, full of fresh fruits and vegetables. Speaking of beautiful produce, why don't you enter PMG's next merchandising display contest? It's almost time for the winter 2023 contest of the Seasonal Produce Artist Award series. By the entry deadline of March 4th, send us photos of your winter produce displays, especially potatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, winter greens, citrus, mushrooms, and Chilean produce. Email pics to artists at producemarketguide.com. That's artists with an S. And if you miss this deadline, send us six to 10 photos for the next for the next seasonal contest, which would be the spring 2023 contest. So, and it's also at artists at producemarketguide.com. As for today, this episode features a conversation with Alexia Estrada of Nursery of Ideas. This episode continues a partnership we have with Equitable Food Initiative, or EFI for short. EFI works with retailers and growers to create a transparent supply chain, a safer food system, and healthier work environments. These episodes focus on improvements companies and their people make that elevate workers and create better working conditions. So let's join the chat with Leanne Rhodes-Ruzumenti, EFI's Director of Marketing and Communications, as she talks with Alexia. I'm Leanne Rizamenti from Equitable Food Initiative, and today I'm speaking with Alexia Estrada, who is the Director of Operations at Nursery of Ideas, which strives to create maker spaces for farm workers. I recently read an op-ed that Alexia co-authored in Civil Eats, and it urged those of us working in agriculture to keep workers at the center of technological advances. Given that ag tech is such a pressing and expensive source for innovation currently, this is an important perspective to understand. And what a perfect topic for this podcast series where we look at people-first approaches in the fresh produce industry. One quote from the article that stood out to me was a question posed to the industry. But imagine what would happen if, rather than passively depending on Silicon Valley startups funded by venture capital and private equity firms, we instead put farm workers themselves at the center of this urgently needed change. So with that, Alexia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Leanne. As a daughter of immigrants and farm workers, and as someone who lives in a rural community, it's just really exciting to be here and have this conversation with you. Yeah, you're the perfect perfect person to take up this um, topic for the industry, given your background. Um, so let's let's jump right in. Some tech companies say they're actually striving to fully replace workers from seed to fork. Is is this a plausible idea? At the current moment, I think a lot of folks might think, you know, it's not plausible, but words do matter, right? And we want to take people seriously. And if there are tech companies that are saying they're trying to replace farm workers. We have to really look into that. We want to make sure that we are being proactive and not reactive. And while it might seem like it's expensive or we're always going to need farm workers, 
that we've seen industries before who have thought change isn't going to come so abruptly and we're still okay. And that hasn't been the case. So we're seeing tech companies pour millions of dollars on new technologies that may or may not work. And we're watching them really bring in these new innovations. And there's never any mention of farm workers at the table, right? And so what if instead of asking, is it plausible to really replace all farm workers? And is it all going to be tech? What if we change the question and actually had a conversation about what it would look like to bring tech alongside farm workers to create better working conditions and use technology to the advantage of farm workers? Farm workers are not asking to be replaced. And I think that is one of the key pieces that we're missing when it comes to this seed to fork um, idea of replacing farm workers. Yeah, so you suggest a different approach, right? Tapping into the creativity of farm workers. How do you suggest we go about doing that? I kind of want to share a little bit of a story with you. (laughs) When I was in university, I decided that I was going to come back home and work in the fields. Uh, Context, my entire family has worked in the fields before me. My grandparents immigrated, immigrated here to work on apple orchards, cherry, asparagus, onion, whatever it was, you name it. And I had realized, you know, I never have experienced working in the fields. My parents worked really hard, so I would never have to do that labor. I decided I really wanted to show up and know what it was like. Showed up that summer, started thinning apples, had no idea what I was doing. No clue. Like I really showed up with like no tape on my hands, not the right shoes, nothing. And (laughs) it was there that I realized how much skill actually is needed to do this work. And Doña Tere, who was my partner while we went through from tree to tree to tree, she's the person who taught me how creative farm workers are and how quickly they learn and are able to really be efficient and productive. But something that really stood out to me a lot was when I was working in there that summer Everyone was like, why are you here? Like, you really don't have to be here. You're getting your education. This is not where you want to be. And it wasn't until I was able to reflect a little bit more that I actually realized that really hurt to hear that. It hurt to hear that these coworkers of mine who taught me everything that I needed to know had so much shame around working in the fields. And the goal from my parents, from my community was to get young people out of the fields, right? It wasn't a job that you wanted. And I think the system has really set it up that way Mm -hmm. so that it's a job that's viewed as less than, and we don't really value farm workers. It wasn't until the pandemic hit that folks were claimed to be essential workers. And as I'm thinking about how do we tap into the creativity that I've experienced firsthand and that we know is there, the first place to start is that we really have to value farm workers. And how do we create a safe space that farm workers can see themselves as experts, can view themselves as people who literally bring food to our tables and know that they are valued? And I think the first place to start as we want to tap into this creativity is that we have to transform how farm workers view themselves. And that comes through creating a safe place and That means that next time someone walks into the fields and is learning for the first time, Doña Tere gets to bring them alongside and say, hey, like, don't worry, I can teach you. I'm a teacher. I know what I'm doing. Mm. I'm the expert. Instead of saying, why are you here? You don't need to be here. This is a bad job. Right. 
And so one of the approaches that we really want to take is transforming how we view farm workers, how we talk about farm workers, and how they talk about themselves. And one of the places that we can start is just by redesigning the system. And I know that sounds really a lot of work, but it's possible if we were just to reimagine and take a moment to to pause. Yeah, I I love that and I appreciate that. And, and that's the work that we do at EFI. And that's some of what we've been trying to highlight on this podcast is who can make improvements better than those who are doing the work themselves. So when you're talking about safety, which again, we've talked a lot about on these podcasts, you can't just sit in an office and assume you know what's happening in the field or the pack house. You have to go out and talk to the people who are doing the work. And so that, in my mind, translates really easily to tech. It's the same thing. You can't redesign a work process. You can't improve a work process. You can't layer technology on top of something without really organically understanding how people would use it or what they would do it with. So all that said, like, where do you think if you, if you were advising the industry, where should we focus our technology, uh, technological advances on? First, I really think we need to start where farm workers are at and ask them what their needs are. And we also know that farm workers have ideas as we've been out and talking to farm workers, we know that there have been innovations and ideas that have come to life to make the job less grueling and physically demanding to make it more efficient. And Eric loves to tell me, Eric Nicholson is working with me on this project, but he loves to tell me that technology is neutral. It's just how we use it. Uh, that really impacts communities. And so technology on its own is not evil. It's not super good. It's just how we decide to implement it. And if instead of focusing technology on the replacement of farm workers, if we focus on just making the work better. I also really want to bring up that I think as a young person, there are a lot of people who would be interested in ag and would want to work out like in, in nature with our food. And there's this whole revolution right now that I've been seeing with my peers about where is our food grown? How can we connect back to the earth? But no one's ever talking about farm farming and farm work and going out to the fields because the job is just not set up for people to enjoy. And so instead of pouring this mil these millions of dollars in technology on trying to make everything automized or just robotic, I think we have an opportunity to reimagine and use technology as a tool to bring sure. young people in, to bring a new group of farm workers to the table and revolutionize what it actually could look like. So I think we just need to make the jobs better. <laughs> Because I worked in the fields too, and it's really, really hard. And I know everyone knows that. But yeah. instead of saying, you know, we don't want people doing these jobs anymore, we should say, how can we make it better? That's what we should focus technology on. Yeah. No, what you're <laughs> saying is really resonating with me because I feel like there have been a good number of young people that I have spoken to recently that say exactly that. You know, that, like you said, they don't want to be at a desk. They want to be outside. I've heard a lot of them say, oh, I want to really uh, figure out what is what is happening with regenerative ag and mm -hmm. smaller scale farms. But what a novel concept to solving our labor shortage in the fresh produce industry, right? Mm -hmm. Make it an, an easier, less grueling, attractive job that would actually meet the needs of 
this younger generation as they're communicating to us the things that matter to them. Wow. And, and, and to go off of that too, as I think about the elders that I learned from out in the fields in my community, think about all that knowledge that is just there, ready to give, ready to share with the younger generation. And we just haven't tapped into that yet. And so there's this opportunity to, I always am really big on like intergenerational relationships. I think even though it seems like young people are not craving that, we really are. Like We really want to have those mentors that we can learn from and have knowledge from. And so if we could find a way to tie that together in ag, I think we could go in a really, really great direction. Wow. I'm loving it. Um, yeah. So tell us about this wonderful project you're working on, Nursery of Ideas. And I'm really eager to hear how industry members might get involved. Yes. Yeah, so Nursery of Ideas, also Semiero de Ideas. It, well, our mission is to center farm workers as the leaders of innovation. So it really started when we were out talking to farm workers and we were asking, you know, do you have ideas to make your work better? And farm workers would say, yes, I have ideas, but why would I share them? Because who's going to listen to me? Who am I to share ideas? And that just goes back to the systems that we've created in the fields are not really creative spaces. They're not spaces where you get to just bring an idea to the table. It's more like you, you go there to get your job done and that's, that's it. And so we know farm workers have ideas, but they don't really have a place to bring them to or don't know how to bring them to life or haven't even begun to ask themselves those questions. And as we're talking to people, we came across something known as like a fab lab or a makerspace, which they're used at educational institutions all around the world. They are in tech communities. They are in all of these affluent communities where people can just come in. It is basically like a shop with a 3D printer, welding machines, laser cutters, any kind of technology that you'd need to bring your idea to life. And as we were looking in our communities, we noticed there's nothing available to farm workers like this. There really aren't very many in Spanish or open at, we know the grueling hours that it is to work in the fields, especially depending on the season. And there's nothing available at that time. So Semiero de Ideas, Nursery of Ideas, really wants to create and is working towards making these makerspaces um, innovation centers that are available to farm workers so they can come in and share their ideas, create their ideas to make their work better. But we've also talked to um, a grower down in Mexico and we're hoping to also work with growers because we know that growers have needs on their farms and maybe there's just that wide divide between the farm worker and the grower and saying, you know, I know my farm workers have good ideas, but there's just not maybe that trust or there's not those conversations that are readily available. And so our makerspace, Semiero de Ideas, really wants to help be a bridge because if there's a problem that a grower has on their farm and saying, you know, I could really make this more efficient and I know there's ideas, but I don't know how to talk to my farm workers. What would it look like to even have where you can just come in and there's this problem. We're trying to solve it. Let's put our heads together and 
maybe there's a prize at the end of it. Maybe there's something where farm workers' ideas are valued and they're able to have the resource to actually make them come to life. That was just an example. But that's a little bit about what we're doing at Semillera de Ideas. And our hope really is to create these maker spaces in a few different locations regionally so that farm workers can have a community where they can share their innovations with one another and it can be open source. So there's a lot there, um, maybe a lot to unpack, but it really just starts with the place for farm workers to come in, feel heard, feel valued, and be curious because I don't think we have spaces where curiosity is encouraged. And that's what we want to bring to the table and to our communities. Yeah. So if a grower is listening to this and this mm -hmm. resonates with them, they can reach out to you and yes. figure out how to bring this energy and this creativity and this way to value farm worker ideas uh, into their operation, it sounds like. Yeah, they are more than welcome to reach out. My name is Alexia Estrada, as you, you kind of said in the intro, but I have LinkedIn and we also have our website, which I'm sure will be linked somewhere here as you're listening. Yeah, we'll make sure to get it in the show notes. Yeah. I want to say, too, I love that you talked about, you know, the importance of valuing the profession of farm workers. It's something, you know, at EFI, we were always trying to lift up the skilled and hard labor that goes into the whole supply chain to bring fresh and nutritious produce to our table. So following this episode, the next People First series is going to be talking about Farm Worker Awareness Week. So it's a perfect time to start communicating that within your own companies, within your communities, that it is this, you know, kind of commemorative week, but it gives you a reason to reach out with that really important message of, of the talents and again, the skilled labor that's happening. So you gave us a lot to think about, Alexia. I, I hope we get to have you back to hear how these ideas evolve. And what, what final thoughts would you like to leave us with? First, I want to say thank you. Thanks for listening. And I know that as we talk about digital technology and tech and, and ag, we often don't talk about farm workers. So it was really exciting to bring that to the table. And we look forward to seeing how we can transform the ag industry, I know it sounds super naive and I'm using big words, but I think there's a lot of potential here. And we know that farm workers have all the ideas and farm workers are the experts and farm workers are not asking to be replaced. And so I'll just leave us with that. I love it. I love your energy. And for sure, I look forward to checking in with you soon to hear how it's going. Thanks so much, Alexia. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Alexia's personal experience and takeaways from working in the fields for a summer to see what her parents and family did struck me. How she learned workers were ashamed of what they do. Rather than eliminating the need for workers, we can make the work itself better, less grueling, more attractive. Young people will want to farm if we use technology towards this goal. And we can bring a whole new workforce to the table, is what she th is bringing to the table for us. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In our last episode, we chatted with Roger Verloop, CEO of California Walnut Commission, about his plan for a walnut makeover to increase sales and consumption. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. 
and rate us. It really helps us out. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? There's a produce buying fundamentals course. There's a sustainability course. There's a strawberry course, a merchandising 101 course. And after you take it and you get a completion certificate, it couldn't hurt to use that when you ask for a new role or a raise. Remember, it's at produceedu.com. In this episode's show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, insights, and we'll have more of these great produce episodes coming soon. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.